We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is, this is, this is, this is. Heat, heat beat, heat beat, heat beat. With Giancarlo Navas and Brian Goyne. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today is my trusty co-host, Brian Goins. And also with me today is my good friend, uh, Jimmy. Uh, James, I don't want to say your last name. I'm really bad with names. Can you tell the audience how you say your last name? It's okay. It's very Sicilian. Profetto? Profetto. And I'm That's Italian. It. I should know this. My family's from Naples, so I should know this. Say We're it again. We're you back. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Profeto. Profeto. <laughs> James Profeto, or Jimmy as, uh, as his friends call him. And we have Christian Hernandez, who, who is uh, who's, uh, one of the newest members of Heat Beat. Christian, hello. How's it going, guys? It's Very going, welcome to be here. It's going great. I'm so glad you can make it. Christian was at the game. He rushed home. Uh, Spoon yelled at him for leaving early, but it's okay. <laughs> he made it here on time. I'm going to persevere. Don't worry. Okay. Um, all right. So the Heat just beat the Kings. I don't know whether to call. Uh, clearly, the win wasn't impressive. But uh, Christian, because you were at the game, not that it was a great win because they were missing DeMarcus Cousins and Rudy Gay went out. But what what do you make of the defense? Because they're very, like, eh to me. Like, they're really good sometimes. And, like, they give up 34 in the in the fourth quarter and 30 in the third quarter and 31 in the second quarter. So... What's going on with that? I mean, the thing that I found most fascinating was that they, Spostra had no problem going away from Hassan Whiteside. He, and I'm looking at it right at the box score right now. He only played 18 minutes, and I honestly thought he played less. You know, just because he got in foul trouble early, I guess he thought that the defense was working well enough without him that he, he didn't go to him, I think, until about four minutes left in the second quarter. 
Um, and Hassan actually was a minus 11 tonight, which, I mean, he did seem out of sorts, but it, I don't know. It was an odd game. Odd game all around. Bosch and Wade really, I, I think because of last game and how they struggled, they really took a point to really be the aggressors tonight. And, you know, it's a bad Kings team. It's it, it's hard to make anything out of this game, honestly. And without DeMarcus Cousins, but you mentioned at the time, Hassan Whiteside was had a 113 defensive rating for this game and a 91 offensive rating, which is terrible. He was minus 21.8 net rating. Um, it didn't feel that way watching him, especially in the third quarter. But uh, Jimmy, like, did you notice anything that you're that like just jumped out at you? Uh, what jumped out at me really is plus and minuses are so weird because so Hassan weird. was a minus 11. He did way more to impact the game than a plus 13 Gerald Green, who was taking the stupidest shots. I mean, Whiteside, I think, was he sometimes tries to do a little too much. He doesn't really have to force his shot. He doesn't have to force his footwork because he showed glimpses of wonderful footwork underneath the basket in that second half. He sort of came back after halftime and played a lot better. But uh, plus and minuses, they don't tell too much. But yeah, it was a pretty bad game for him. Well, you mentioned Gerald Green. I'm looking at Gerald Green, like uh, NBA.com slash stats as really cool uh, advanced metrics box scores. Joe Green posted a 145 offensive rating in his 16 minutes, which is crazy, and a 38.5 defensive rebound percentage, which led both teams. How, how does he have that much of an offensive rating? I don't get it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Brian, what happened? Honestly, I have no freaking idea. <laughs> what the hell did we just watch? I bet the statistician well, who put I- together that thing didn't, doesn't even know. Christian. Yeah, I, 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 w- I would assume that he was probably on the court a decent amount with Tyler Johnson tonight, who was just from the sheer look of it was automatic tonight. Which, and by the, the way, bat- TJ had a 133 offensive rating, which is crazy. I mean, he was hitting all his open jumpers. Uh, he missed two shots total in the game, three of four from behind the arc. Um, you know, Gerald, he, he tried to find a shot early. He was missing bad. I mean, bad, it's not even that the shots were close. They were, he was missing bad. And, and what he ended up doing is that he, he took an effort to really just hit the boards. You know, he had five defensive rebounds in 16 minutes. I know he had one offensive rebound where he had a putback and, you know, generated a quick score like that. Found a three later in the game. But, you know, I'm glad to see that he was trying to find other ways to affect the game once he saw that his shot wasn't falling. So that's really – you can't ask much more than that, you know. Well, I mean, the coaching staff clearly believes in him. I don't. But um, but looking at, I mean, again, I, I kind of like to, you know, you have those counting stats and then you look at the advanced metrics and they tell you, wow, the Heat were really good on offense when Joe Green was on the floor. And by the way, they had a 97.9 defensive rating when Joe Green was on the floor, which is the, the best of anybody on the team, except for... Oddly enough, Amari Stoudemire with ninety-one point two. Yeah. I want to get into the. I want to get into the stat minutes because he hit a fadeaway. He had two and ones. Like what? What? And it was that he bathes in that uh, pool of wine or whatever it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what kind of wine do you think it is? You think it's Merlot or, or uh, what do you think? Uh, uh, is, is Merlot the red stuff? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I don't there's think there's several reds. <laughs> I don't know. He, he, he seems like a Pinot kind of guy to me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> seems like he likes yeah. fine Jimmy's thing. clearly not a wine person. Well, I like. I'm not. Do you think he buys the wine in bulk that he bathes in? 
How does uh, this he work? Had, he has a business card with Total Wine. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait. Who's been into Total Wine? Because that's magic. Total oh, it's, one, it's wonderful. It's Disney World. Brian, have really you been Total Wine? I just turned 21 this year, so no, I haven't. It's, it's fucking Disney World. <laughs> is it? It's like where, does it, where do you even find magic. a Total Wine? It's like Costco for, for, for alcohol. Wait, wait, okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Brian Brian just turned 21? Yes, and he's Whoa. our producer. The producer, he's my editor, and like he turns my scrabbled-up writing into, into magic, and I'm apparently six years older than him almost, and he's, he's, uh, he's, he's correcting me on a whole bunch of things. It's amazing. You're welcome. Let me tell you something. You know how we just talked about how we felt that Gerald Green didn't do anything, but when we look at the metrics, he's a god? That's Brian. His counting stats are bad, but like his advanced metrics are great. He just makes things work. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm illuminated right now. It's mind blown right, right here. Yeah, I don't know if I should be offended. Magic total wine. I don't know if I should be offended for being called Joe Green right now since what happened to him less than two weeks ago. No, a hundred. Oh. <laughs> you're you're a plus thirteen. Don't worry. <laughs> you're good. Well, I on Twitter today, Joe Green shot selection was so bad. I made a drinking joke. And I instantly recoiled. I think I tweeted it. And I was like, oh, bad choice of words. Like, ugh. Wait, I'm just really curious. Was it like a shot for every Aaron shot by him? Wait, was it a what? Was it a shot? It was like, you take a shot for every Oh, no, no. I wasn't, like, playing a, I wasn't playing a drinking game. But I made a drinking joke of Gerald Green and his shot selection. I was like, Gerald Green must be drinking. And I thought that was in poor taste because of what just happened. <laughs> but I completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I was like, oh no, Joe Green. <laughs> so that game was incredible. <laughs> there you go. We have oh, production man. value. Uh, that so game was incredibly strange for a number of reasons. And they ended up being, and at the end of the day, like, you've, like we've all said, 10th game of the regular season, a bad team. I think the Timberwolves game is a little more interesting that I want to get into. Um, and how completely in the fourth quarter, the Timberwolves just said, outside of Wiggins, I don't want to go to the rim anymore. I haven't seen Wiggins play a whole ton since he's been in the league, but I mean, the thing that I was impressed with is that he is has such an ability to get to the rim with ease. Like, and and that moment when he tried to go up over Hassan for the slam, that would have been on the internet for weeks if he had actually finished that dunk. And man, I don't. I, I would love to have heard Hassan's post game comments if he had gotten dunked on like that, because God knows he would have said something dumb. Well, we <laughs> lost a gem in that. And speaking of guys getting <laughs> dunked on, who saw what happened with Rudy Gobert? I did. Brian, did you? Uh, I saw the DeRozan. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw. Did you it. see the tweet? Did you see the tweet? What tweet? I didn't see no tweet. Okay, so, so I saw Rudy the vine. Gobert, I saw the vine. Rudy, Rudy Gobert gets <laughs> baptized by Demar Derozan. I think the same night. And uh, Rudy Gobert is like being super positive, like, oh, you know, I got dunked on. He, I think he even said hashtag Call of Duty double jump because, um, you know, how high DeRozan got. And he's like, oh, good win, this and that. And some guy tweets that, oh, you got dunked on. You're a loser. And it's a really big fat guy. But like not like and I'm a fat guy, but it's like he was like his face was fat. And it's like he just looked puffy and he looked like Majin Buu from Dragon Ball Z. And then Rudy Gobert is like, at least I didn't get killed by Goku. Majin Buu. And I'm like, (laughs) slow clap. Like, we live in a generation that the young athletes have watched Dragon Ball Z. Like, that's tremendous. 
<laughs> I mean, that that was so, when I first saw the tweet, I was like, okay, that's funny. And I've watched Dragon Ball Z religiously as a kid, so I totally appreciated it. Yes. But then when I saw, when I saw that dude's profile picture, I'm like, holy <laughs> crap! This guy is the human form of Majin. <laughs> I could not believe it. <laughs> he, got, he, he, he took in uh, the original Kai and he's like, now nah, he's fat. And then, you know, Goku killed him. It's sad I like, that was That was straight fire from Gobert. Oh, man. So, so who does Rudy Gobert look like if we were to have to paint him for a Dragon Ball Z character? Oh, man. Oh, um, Dalsine. That's tough. Oh, no, but no, not Dalsine. That was a Dragon Ball character. I don't know. He's too lanky and tall. So he's just yeah. nobody. I, I got to look up a picture of him to get like a fresh memory. Hold on. Well, Jeremy Lin has rocked several Dragon Ball Z haircuts, which is great. Have you guys seen his haircuts? Of Does he have that mohawk? Oh, yeah, yeah. He has the mohawk still now. Yes. No, but it was like he had the Vegeta hair at one point. I'm like, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> he's rock- he had the Gohan hair, too. Man, that's a hard one. Rudy Gobert. He's kind of too tall. I feel like Rudy Gobert is an android built by Dr. Giroux. Oh, okay, good, good. This is good. <laughs> this, this is, yeah. He's too, he's too, he's a machine. Like, he was, like, made to play basketball. No, but more than that, he's, I just, like, I'm looking at him right now, and it's like, he's pretty generic looking. Yeah. Like, this is, this is what an android would look like. Like, like just anybody. Android 16 was made to kill Goku, and Rudy Gobert was made to block shots. Like, this is how <laughs> He's like he's he's generic French player in NBA 2K16. I swear. Yep. <laughs> oh, you know, speaking of speaking of generic 2K16 stuff, I don't know if any of you noticed, but uh, Jack Alfonso was tweeting out of the Heapy account, and all he did was sound like a 2K announcer. Oh Just God! <laughs> Brian, did anybody just notice this? No. Check out recent tweets. Like, let's see, let's like, see some tweets. It was like, oh, good feed by Wade there, and I'm like, okay, thanks 2K announcer. <laughs> Come on, dude. Did you guys read that story he wrote? We should talk about, oh, about the, the, the worst. Movie. I wish he was here with us. Did, did, did we all read it? Yeah, I did. Oh my god, yeah, it's a masterpiece. It's like it's just a giant satire, and Wait. it's hysterical. Wait, who hasn't read and- it? Jimmy's the only one that hasn't read it. Jimmy, but, pull it up right now. I want you to read it right now while Gianni's talking, and I hope, I hope, okay. I hope to God that you laugh. And interrupt Johnny with your laughter. Well, because it's funny, and if you guys haven't seen it, heapymiami.com, uh, and it's 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 the one with the gif. Okay, when you get to the pay, when you get to the website, it's the one with the gif. Um, that's all you need to know, and that tells the whole story. So, uh, so uh, Jack uh, Jack Alfonso uh, at Alfonso Hoops on Twitter writes this great satire piece on why the trauma trade was the worst in sports history, and it's hysterical. And there are people on Twitter that don't get the joke. They think he's being dead ass serious. And we're like, what? Like, I get people tweeting at the accounts like, you have to fire this guy. What is he thinking? No, come on. You got to be kidding. I retweeted it and I'm like, yes, we're going to call him into the office right now. This must be done. (laughs) Like, people are like, oh, this can't be serious. Is he serious? Is his name really El Mario Vernard Chalmers? I don't yes, even it is. know. No, it is. That's his Wikipedia page. <laughs> I've seen I've seen two articles say that, and I was like, "How did I not know that the whole time he was on the team?" How are we not beating El Mario in all caps when he hits a three? Like, I feel disappointed. <laughs> I feel disappointed in myself that I have that I didn't take the time to actually know that. I mean, we've all failed here because it's a group failure. 
So there are people that just didn't get the joke. And then, like, Brendan Bobin from the morning show on 790 The Ticket retweeted the story. And, like, obviously, he, he, he has, like, 9,000 followers. So, like, a lot of, like, just, like, you know, he Twitter is, like, a pretty knit community and we're all pretty smart. Then you get those outside sports fans to come in and they're reading it like, this guy is crazy. What's wrong with this guy? Is he stupid? Like, it was magical, the reaction. Because, like, it, it was literally half of the... Half of the people that were talk- commenting on it said, this is the best thing I've ever read. The other half were saying, this guy's a total moron. No in between. Wow, that was a great satire piece. That was awesome. Was no, it, Wait, what was your I, favorite part? I, I laughed at multiple points reading that article. And I was, I was not expecting to laugh either. Because I, I know that he's, he's, he's a smart guy. And you know, he, 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 he's, he says some really like, satire-ish things on his account. But a lot of times he's a parody. speaking truth. No, he can be the ultimate parody account when he wants to, but he can say some smart things also. So I wasn't sure what to expect, but he got me laughing so much throughout that article. There was a point that I wasn't sure, like, what was real and what was not. I think that's how you know it's pure genius. It was the best. Yeah. I'm surprised people even took it seriously because he spelled the rings with a Z. No, I <laughs> go, hold on, wait a second. I will take credit for that. I edited that in. He spelled it correctly, and I put the Z. Oh, perfect. That's I very felt, good. I felt that was appropriate. See, that was the one story I've edited, and I'm like, I did a good job. That's like the old, that that was when I knew for sure that it was satire. When you put the rings with a Z, that's like the ultimate Kobe trolls all over the internet. Like that that that's yeah. No, but even even before that though. He was talking about how the Grizzlies were a terrible offensive team, and with Chalmers, they go three and zero, and they're like on they're on their way to the promised land. No, but I think <laughs> like everything said the Heat are only two and zero. This is clearly like, come on, like, that was, oh, was magic. It was fabulous. Brian, what was your favorite part? My favorite part was Benoit Uber <laughs> and Jerry Strokes. I mean, oh, like man. it was just magical. So that was I wanna, <laughs> I want to I want to transition from that because while that was incredible um uh, uh I we I, we talked a little about the Thomas trade last last weekend it's funny how he's shooting he's shooting well for Memphis and it's like wow Miami could really use a guy like that right now huh Ah but you know it's it's in such small sample size and we've seen him do that in Miami. We're no stranger to it. We're not privy to his, you know, his good shooting. It's just it's it's bad when he's bad, he's bad, you know, and he had a lot of money. You know, we had a lot of money tied up in him, so we figured for the future. Here you go. Birdman's clearly next, right? Like Birdman's gone. Oh yeah, Amari got minutes over him. Of course he's gone. (laughs) Well he was not there for personal reasons. Oh uh Birdman? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh so he wasn't I don't even think he was at the stadium. Oh, well then, that's interesting because then I guess, I mean, if he was, do you think he would even get minutes over Amari? I, I mean, Ethan, Ethan Skolnick of, of uh, the Miami Herald felt that he would have been the first big off the bench mm. uh, after Hassan got in foul trouble. But Yeah, maybe Udonis didn't work, I guess, because Udonis just wasn't quick enough to go up against the, the Kings bigs. I mean, even though the Kings bigs aren't that fast. But, and they went small-ish. Yeah. Like, the Kings went small-ish, and the, and the Heat ended up going small at the end that um, well, that's why that's why Hassan wasn't in late in the game people were complaining on Twitter you know where is he where is he so uh, we, I was having, having this conversation on Twitter of the ultimate random scrub heat killer oh, oh, I'm man. all in with Millsap yeah but is he a random scrub I don't know dude Brian is, does Millsap qualify 
He's an all-star. Nope, because not anymore. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, no. No, believe me. When we were facing the Jazz earlier this season, I, I, I'm pretty sure I tweeted. I was like, thank God that Paul Millsap isn't here to ruin our day. Because I'll never forget that game. Never. Never, never. ever. Jim, never? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to forget it, but I got a random screw. Alec Burks. He's always dropping dropping points on us. He scored twenty. I'll go Marcus Thornton. I'll go Marcus Thornton over him. Marcus Thornton. He's another one. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon. Oh God, Ben Gordon. <laughs> I mean, ben Gordon was all about like destroying the Heat. Yeah, in those Bulls days, absolutely. He's still in the league. Uh, Kirk Heinrich, young Kirk Heinrich. Oh, and defensively too, he would always he would just kill us defensively. He really bothered Dwayne. I don't know why. It's so weird. He's just a white guy. Are you trying to get my, my blood level high right now? This is just like, I feel like I'm getting so stressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm getting a migraine. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony ran scrubby. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, right. Scrub. Taking, <laughs> oh, taking money over the Bulls. Get out always of here. Gotta make, always got to make fun of the just, Knicks. Just, Brian, do you, do you have a nomination? I can't wait till Pinga Zingas. Zingas? Yeah. Oh man! Oh no! Zingus. Yes. He's gonna hit a three. It's gonna count for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Houston style. Are we too young for Alan Houston? Joke? No, man. I wasn't that was there for it. that was my first awful sports memory. My very first one was that Alice Alan Houston shot. Oh, this is a fun topic, Jim. What was your first awful sports memory? Uh, my first awful sports memory. It probably was. Does it have to be heat related, or can it be anything related? Anything, 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 anything. When the when the Florida Marlins traded away their entire World Series team, and I got so out of baseball, oh, that's yeah. what killed it for me. Is baseball <laughs> ruined for you now? It's not because. I, well, actually, I'm an Oakland Athletics fan now, so yes, it's ruined for me. <laughs> <laughs> you must have so much more fun. It's it's funny because the thing is, I still like the Marlins, but. It's ever since that move, it single-handedly took the Marlins off the map for South Florida sports for the common fan. It's so weird. Brian, I got a very one? obscure one. I'm not sure if you guys might remember this, but this was the year after the Heat won their first championship in 06. It was the 07 season. Dwayne Wade was having a very stellar year, and we were playing the Rockets at the time, and he went... He was not I, having a stellar year. He was having a good year still. His numbers were terrible. Okay, whatever. Either way, what what, I'm, what I remember... Wow, that was some revisionist history you did, dude. <laughs> that was amazing. No, that wasn't even it. What I'm getting to is uh, there was a game against the Rockets, and Wayne Wade was going for an outlet steal, and yes. Shane Battier came around and separated his arm. And I was, was so pissed. Good because, yeah, yeah, he was on the wheelchair, and then he was out pretty much until the first round against the Bulls, and we lost, I think, what, four straight games? I have a weird one. And it's partly a shameful admission. So I always watched basketball, but I never really cared. And I only watched sports to make friends because growing up, I didn't really care. And I, I, I always followed the heat and I followed it because my uncle watched basketball. So like I have memories of all the big things that happened since Dwayne Wade has been drafted. I just didn't care that much. In 2009, I started taking AP classes, and I was in a whole new group of students. And I needed to make friends fast. So I had to learn to be really big in basketball. That's what everybody wanted to talk about. So I faked my way loving basketball. And now, you know, look where we are now. 
the awful sports memory was the Heat started off three and zero, and they lost to the Phoenix Suns in Game Four, and I was crushed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I knew I was like, oh no, I love basketball. <laughs> that's how you know it's all completely relative. Steve Nash just stuck it in me, and I'm like, oh, not four and zero. You know what though? That 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 kind of speaks to what he twitters like all the time. Any any time the Heat lose, albeit whether it be a game like against the Timberwolves, where you have twenty plus turnovers, you miss more than half your free throws, all obvious signs that hey, you're not going to win this game. But hey, we're a shit team. There's always four or five guys out there that say the season's over. And I'm just like, I look at it and I'm just like, I need to get off Twitter. I'm going to bed. Good night. Oh my God. Like, I, I think, does he Twitter overreact more than Dolphins Twitter? Uh, no. 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 Because no, no. no, no. he Twitter overreacts sometimes, dude. It's Some, because, no, no, it's because Dolphins Twitter hasn't experienced a championship in the past, like, what, <laughs> two decades? So at least, like, you know, we yeah. have. <laughs> There's a portion of Miami Twitter that it's like the Dolphins fans that are more Dolphins fans than Heat fans, and they defend the Dolphins over the Heat. That's funny. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, for sure. But you can't. You, there's, there's no defense. Get out of here. That's <laughs> the Dolphins. They problem? just won by accident. No, they did. Oh, <laughs> off that, uh, that, that stupid Jarvis Landry catch. I love Jarvis Landry, but boy, that was luck. Holy Dude, cow. They won by accident. I mean, the Heat don't win by accident. I mean, sometimes, but. No, Rings we always we a, went on purpose. We lose on purpose too. We we Rings keep teams. With a Z. <laughs> like, I don't think you can find a play that lucky. Like maybe in the last ten years, in terms of pure luck, like a ball getting batted up should be a surefire interception. You know, seven out of ten times, but instead it falls into the one receiver that's in that area. Who's only the five way, ten? I mean, the one capable receiver of the Dolphins that might not have dropped it. Right. Oh, no, Richard Matthews. I mean, he's got good hands. Yeah, he does. Um, I'll, you know, that reminded me of a, of a Lakers play from, like, 2001. Uh, the Robert Ory shot, you know, to beat the Kings in game one. Mm-hmm. How the oh. ball kind of just found his way. And Kenny Smith has the funniest commentary. He's like, Robert, you're 6'10". Why are you not offensive rebounding? That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Speaking speaking of rings, how many rings does Robert Ory have? Because I, I, I lose track sometimes. Is it is, more than five? I think it's more than Kobe, isn't it? Whoa. Well, I think the, I think the real debate is can Chalmers catch him? <laughs> uh, this is true. Chalmers is going to win a ring with Memphis, and the five I'm, more after that. I'm all in for Grizzlies winning the championship. Oh, I have I have a better question. Oh no, I guess no. They have the same amount of rings. I was like, Norris Cole and Chalmers both have two. I was like, who would finish with more? Robert Ory has seven championships. Seven. That's it? I thought it was more. Oh, yeah. No, that's it. Yep, just seven. <laughs> just, just seven. What a, what a bum. <laughs> wow, really? Oh, that's it? Yeah, three, three with the Lakers, two with the Spurs, and two with the Rockets. <laughs> wow, that's it? That's really... I mean, that's... I'd, I'd say very decent. You know, it's very I decent. Mean, whatever. <laughs> Nothing like what Chalmers is going to do. Norris mm. <laughs> Cole is off to a good start, too. Chalmers' mom or Ori's mom? Come on. 
I mean, Chalmers is Chalmers is mom. I love, the mom I love, hold on, wait. I love how you felt the need to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say Chalmers' mom is the mom to the greatest NBA in his eyes. So you know, got to be Chalmers' mom. Have you guys seen those memes that are like memeing Chalmers and Jordan together? And it's just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I got in another conversation in Twitter and it was not it. It started off uh, because like, I don't know, Dwayne Wade interviews make me smile. I don't know why. Right. I don't know. Like when he's interviewed postgame, it just makes me happy. And uh, I I think I tweeted like Dwayne Wade was the first athlete I've ever loved. Like I, I, I genuinely like love watching Dwayne Wade play. Like I feel feelings when I watch him play. And the only other people that have made me feel this way are Roger Federer and Landon Donovan. And Landon Donovan has since retired. And then uh, somebody answered, like, I don't think I can handle Wade and Federer's retirement, especially if they happen simultaneously. And I was thinking, I will not be okay when Wade retires. And I was kind of wondering what you guys thought of that. Like, what's it going to be like the day he's like, no more, I'm done? Brian. Yeah, Brian hasn't said anything in a while. Yeah, Brian. Brian, Brian, (laughs) give an opinion. You know... Just thinking back, I, my, the, first, so the, the, the only reason why I even got into sports was because of Dwayne Wade. The first legit thing I ever read was a story during an after-school class back in elementary school. We had the Miami Herald at the time. I'm not sure if people still read newspapers nowadays, but we did have the Miami Herald. And the front cover story was back in the 2003 team with Karan Butler. And, and I think this was like the first round of the playoffs. Or we were like about to make the playoffs. And when they played Charlotte? Yeah, we were, Charlotte, right? it was against yeah. Charlotte, yeah. And just reading back to it, I, I didn't know who the hell this kid was until I actually watched those those uh, Behind the Heat or Inside the Heat videos on Dwayne Wade and stuff. And just knowing this kid growing up from his first year in the NBA up until now, I've, I mean, this is pretty much my favorite team. I used to love the Marlins up until pretty much what Chris was talking about, how they got rid of everyone. Um, I don't like the Dolphins as much. Um, for obvious reasons, <laughs> that's an um, and that's an I don't opinion. watch a single minute of Panthers <laughs> hockey because I just don't like hockey. <laughs> so the Heat have pretty much been my team since my childhood, and I mean they're pretty much the longest running TV show I've ever watched. And w- Dwayne Wade's been in every single season. The the, the minute know, he's out, the minute he's s- out, he, I, I don't know what to do with myself. You say that the longest running TV show ever, and it, and it brings me to something I read on the internet. And it was talking about long running anime and how you don't watch long running anime to watch them. And like Naruto and One Piece, that they go on forever. You watch them to live your life with them. And that's kind of how I felt about Dwayne Wade. That I, I, Dwayne Wade was around when I was in fifth or sixth grade, and I've grown up with Dwayne. And it's not like I've, I've not watched Dwayne's career to watch it end. I've watched it to grow alongside it. And as easy and, and weird as that sounds, that's, that's always kind of how I felt. No, I mean, I, I totally get that. I mean, for me, when I was younger, the sport that I, mostly because of my father, the sport that I connected most with was baseball. So I was always a big Marlins fan growing up. It was the first sport I cared about. For a while, it was the only sport I cared about. And now I realize the error in my ways. But um, the guy that I grew up with being like, First guy I really fell like in love for sports wise was Gary Sheffield. Oh, really? Gary! And and you know I followed him through the rest of his career when he was with the Yankees and stuff like that. And obviously 
I can't compare Gary Sheffield to Dwayne Wade because Gary wasn't with the Marlins, you know, his whole career. I had to watch it from afar. It was a lot easier for me to let go. And when he retired, it was, I was still sad because I loved his bat swing. I loved his little bat flip, the way that he would just turn on a ball and crank it out of the park. I mean, he was, to me, he was like nobody else. And it was sad to watch him go, but I can't imagine if, Gary, if Dwayne Wade was my first sports love. Watching him retire when he's been on the heat all along, brought us three championships. Like people say all that LeBron shit all the time. He he should have had four. He should have four. And, oh, yeah. And no one talks about. Maybe even know. five because we don't even talk about that rib injury against the Pistons in 2004. So true. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, I, I mean, if Dwayne Wade was my first sports love, I would probably be shattered when he retired. I mean, yeah, I can't. I can't. Like, Jimmy, you know, you go. Okay, sorry. I, w- I was just gonna say. I mean, I'm not tooting my own horn here, but when I played basketball, I played basketball growing up for like 11, 12 years, and I played all the way into high school. But the thing is, Dwayne Wade, he was the guy who motivated me to continue playing just basketball because I had dabbled with volleyball. I dabbled with a bunch of different sports, but it's so weird how we fall in love with a person we don't personally know. He's exactly. never reached out to me. Yeah. He's ne- never called. We've never sat down and had dinner with this person. There are people in our own families that might not motivate us as much as Dwayne Wade, as funny as that sounds. But it's just because he's not only the corner, the, like the, the cornerstone or this franchise for the Miami Heat. He's the cornerstone for a lot of our lives, whether it be sports or just being relatable. We can relate a little bit to what you know Dwayne Wade would go through. You know, it's the ups, the downs, the ebbs and flows of life. It's we have to sort of just keep our heads up and we want to be champions in our own craft eventually. So he, he's going to, it's going to break my heart when he retires, but no, I'm, no. I'm hopefully going to be there when he accepts his Hall of Fame. Absolutely. So. His career has been so different than, and I, I think the guy he's always compared to in the city is Marino. You know, and why he's so different than Marino is for a couple reasons. The first of which being, number one, he won. Number mm-hmm. two, and I feel this is true with most people. Basketball is something that we all picked up on our own. That baseball, or for me, soccer, was a sport passed down by our fathers. Basketball was something that we learned to like because of him. Uh, Christian, not your case, but basketball was a right. sport that we picked up on our own. Am, am, I, am I correct in saying that? Yeah. yeah that so. Basketball wasn't passed down by our parents. So, right. And, and for, for a generation a little bit younger than Christian, like we picked it up in part because of Dwayne Wade. And not only was that ours away from our families, away from our fathers, we watched him grow up from a young man to what now a father of, of, th- of two and, and an adopted son, uh, so he, a father of three and married and gone through two divorces. So we've seen this person grow up quite literally and his, his life has played out publicly. So you have a connection to a person, as Jimmy said, if you have n- never met but you've grown up with him, and basketball became ours in part because of him. Yeah, and I guess maybe because I, – I mean, I, I honestly didn't realize I was a little bit older than you guys, but I guess – How old are you? Uh, 20, I'm 23. I'm about to be 27 next week. No way. Yeah. You're old, wow. dude. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an old ass man. My hair's <laughs> falling scared. out. It's how many sick. gray hairs do you have is the question. Uh, I'm more concerned about how many hairs that I have left. <laughs> <laughs> how does it feel like to rent an SUV? Uh, no, I, I, I still drive an Audi. I, I'm very happy oh, with my car oh, life. Oh, <laughs> we got a badass over here. 
No, I still drive my Bugatti. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I drive no. my four-cylinder Nissan Sentra. It gets <laughs> no, but um, what, what were we just talking about? I just <laughs> talking about Dwayne Wade's legacy. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is what he beat all about. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. Watching watching Dwayne Wade. I mean, when he came into the league, the thing that that really made you connect with Dwayne Wade is that. He was this just this innocent like like kid. He was a kid, man. He was he was a kid that you could that was pure. He was pure. And the thing that that was a little bit tough to watch over time, especially after he won the championship with Shaq, was that he got a little he got a little into himself, you know. And Miami got a little into him. You started hearing rumors all the time about him, you know, sleeping around, you know, when he was supposedly in relationships and stuff. And you know, this isn't stuff that. You know, that, that you don't want to talk about, but it's like the persona of – and, you know, now he's all in fashion and stuff like that. And obviously people change over time, but that's I think that's why it was so easy to connect with Dwayne when he was young. because He was just this little kid that came out of a small school in Wisconsin. Like he, he was pure. He, he was, was like us. He was like us. He really was. And he also and, – and, and it's more to the nature of basketball, I think, but we've seen Dwayne succeed and fail at multiple levels, succeed in the highest regard at a young age, succeed in his latter years, also fail, fail in the middle in 2007, fail to make the playoffs last year. Like, you have seen the best and the worst. You've seen him fail and you've seen him succeed. Something that I don't really know that people felt that way with Marino. was kind of like you're guaranteed 10 wins and football, the nature of the sport's a little different. But in basketball, you saw him succeed and win at various different levels. So you experienced these and downs with an athlete that you might not have uh, with Marino and, and especially at our at our age when we had more time going to school like I don't know I just feel like there's a certain connection with all these factors that we've talked about that make Dwayne so important to a lot of people in South Florida yeah I totally agree and like you were saying longer seasons help build longer connections because exactly. you're able to watch them uh, and they're more accessible you know I, the games are more accessible that is and uh, I think the biggest failures wanted to go back to what you were saying about his ups and downs. The biggest failure, one of his biggest failures, is just his failure to stay healthy sometimes. And it just oh, yeah. kills me. Yeah. It kills me that he can't stay healthy sometimes because we know he has that athleticism. We know he has that explosiveness. But when his knees are acting up, when things out of his control are acting up, it, it hurts as a fan. It hurts. Was, was, was there a better Dwayne Wade moment than that 2008 USA team when he oh. came back yeah. And he yes. was the man when we didn't Ugh. know if he was going to be that same guy. I mean, that Absolutely. was awesome. Yes. And then he went on to have the best season of his career. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, like, and, and that, that MV3 season right after, like, so, I mean, uh, you know, we're going to have to wrap up soon. Uh, well, you just said your favorite Dwayne thing. Uh, Jimmy, do you have one? Like, a uh, moment of Dwayne Wade's career that you're like, that stands out to me. Uh, man, it have to it have to be that amazing, amazing run when we have won the first championship. It's just like he put the, together the best finals performance I think I've ever seen of any athlete. And I don't know if it's statistically the best that's out there right now, but uh, that that moment this encompassed exactly what I wanted to say and like to people. Oh, he's my hero in sports. Like, and why? Because of this. Uh, Brian, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite Dwayne moment? Uh, the easiest one I came to the top of my head, and this is the all, like my all-time favorite Dwayne Wade moment, was, <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you guys will remember this too, but it was the Easter Conference Finals. Dwayne Wade 
had a drive to the lane and layup. He basically just threw up a Hail Mary behind his back. His yes, his, his, no. his head was behind yes. the rim. He just yes. threw it behind himself. And yes. just... Uh, I, just like break, the, right? the laws of... Mad, of uh, just the laws of like physics right there. And he got the foul in that play too, which is... I, 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 I've watched that replay so many times. Yeah, I've watched that replay so many times. I try to recreate it too in the basketball court at the park next to my house. And, <laughs> Uh, honestly, that, that yeah, no, I actually made it once in a game, in a game too. Not the same way, but I tried. <laughs> uh, mine is a funny one. Well, not a funny one, but mine's kind of a random one. It was in the 2011 finals, and Tyson Chandler got the ball off a pick and roll, and he had two steps on Dwayne, and Dwayne managed to make up the two steps and go up for the block. And block Tyson Chandler's dunk from the oh. front, not from behind, from the I front. This. And I remember thinking to myself, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen a human being do. He's six four ish, and he just blocked a seven footer's dunk when he was behind the play. I remember this. And I remember thinking, and, and it was during that that Maverick series that he was just going nuts. Even though LeBron was uh, throwing up all over himself, but yeah, Ew. it was just. <laughs> that's my expression, dude. That's what I, I, think. I, I, I think that's that's one of the reasons why I love Dwayne so much is that I, well, isn't there a stat out there that he's got the most blocks of all time for somebody under six six or something yes, like that? Yeah, yes. you're correct. You're correct. Right? Yeah, and you know I'm I'm six foot three, so when I grew up playing basketball, I was always the tallest kid out there. I was usually the one blocking shots, and just watching him be a smaller guy amongst giants, going out there and swatting the crap out of people all the time, I I loved that about him. That's something that even to this day he still does occasionally, which blows my mind. And that's one of my favorite things about Dwayne. I believe Dwayne Wade is one of I think he's the only player in the history of the NBA. I did a story on this a while ago that was at least thirty two or thirty three years old with a PER of like 25 or something while posting a usage over 25. It was like something yeah. incredible. Like he was the only person at that advanced age to do all that. And it's just been, it's been terrific to watch. And uh, we're going to end on this note. And wh- what a wildly successful debut for Jim and for Christian. We'll bring Thank them you, back. Sir. Thank yeah, you. We'll bring them Thank back. you very how much. You, how, would, how would you grade yourselves? I'm going to give you an A+. Plus. I give myself an A minus just because I'm wearing a cardigan in my room and it's like 80 degrees. Hum- I don't know why. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to give myself an A plus mostly because I had about three beers before this and I'm only wearing underwear. So <laughs> I was, I was, that is excellent. That is excellent. And that and and that that is the heat beat way. And I was your host on Carla Navas here with Brian Goins, uh, Christian Hernandez, and James Perfetto. Did I say it right? You said it perfectly, sir. A plus. You guys want to give out your Twitter handles before we go? Uh, for sure. Mine is about James Perfetto. J A M E S Perfetto is P R O F E T T O. Yep, and you can find me at C C H one one two five. And if you like advanced stats, don't follow me at all. <laughs> you can follow me at by Brian Going. Or if you don't like it, and you don't like advanced stats, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> You can follow me at by Brian Goins. That's B Y B R I N G O I N S. And you can also follow visit pod- yeah follow the podcast at MIA Heatbeat. Uh, Gianni, give out the link for the website. Brian, you and I are like in sync, dude. I was gonna say follow the podcast. You're gonna say follow. The- that's how we know we've been in this business a long together, right? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Just oh, give oh, out the website. 
Huh? Tell me all, yeah, all the good stuff that's on the site right now. I'll do it in my Eric Reed voice. Uh, you can visit us at www.heapymiami.com and coach. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff on there. James and Christian write tons of great stuff. You can check out Jack Alfonso's article on Mariel Chalmers and tons of other things featuring Giancarlo's article on Kobe and Dwayne and lots of stuff upcoming for next week. So check us out at heapymiami.com. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will end. Gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. Thank you very, very much. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.